Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. The following program has been rated M for Mature. It contains offensive language and partial nudity. What you, what you want? What you, what you want? Welcome everybody to The Lazy Beast Season 2. Now here are your hosts, Sapien and Nomad. Alright, welcome back everybody. It's uh, it's 2011 now, and this is The Lazy Geeks Season 2. Dun dun dun. <laughs> this is our fir- brand- first brand new podcast well, for a lot of you, it's been like over a week, but for us, it's been like three weeks. Since... Yeah. <laughs> so we recorded all that shit previous. We recorded all that shit in one day. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we roll. Yeah. We re- we report the news before it happens. Exactly. So we make the news. I got crystal balls and shit. That. <laughs> 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 uh. But yeah, <laughs> in any case. Anyways, <laughs> we took uh we took a couple weeks off for the holidays and shit. Um and shit. And shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> speaking of which, how was your holidays? Speaking of shit or speaking of holidays? <laughs> speaking of ho- <laughs> uh, my holidays was fine, man. Got some fucking some clothes. And you know what? I was happy about it cuz I needed some. Oh, and uh a certain somebody bought me Howard the Duck <laughs> special edition on DVD. <laughs> somebody was no bad if your deductive reasoning skills are not that good i've watched that movie like five times already stuff on the dvd it's even got um it has like making of stuff oh yeah you know what i mean like i watched that too and i'm like ah! <laughs> how is the greatest movie of all time and you know what if you think greatest movie of all time is is overboard search your search your feelings and you'll find the truth okay yeah i still can't find that <laughs> Hurt your feeling. Step away from the dark side. <laughs> yeah, when I saw that on the shelf, it just it literally threw itself out at me with magical force. <laughs> uh, was it like a buck fifty? <laughs> it was actually five. That's perfect. <laughs> That's overpriced. Nice. <laughs> I love that movie. It's funny, man. And yeah. uh, what's the name? What's the name? Leah Thompson. Fucking hot. Man. <laughs> the outfits of that just reminds you that the 80s was a very strange time. <laughs> uh, 
Oh man! Everyone always looked like they were like halfway dressed for the gym. <laughs> it's like, what are you? They doing? always wore leggings. You know, <laughs> that was that our community. Are you perpetually dressed for the gym? My life is a gym. <laughs> what? <laughs> How was your holiday, man? My holiday was good. Actually, it was really good. Uh, uh, Dixie chick came out and uh, stayed through New Year's, and uh, well, I showed you my uh, my Christmas collection. I got. A lot of shit, and uh, it basically looked like Best Buy blew up in my... Speak of the epic stack of movies. <laughs> I had this... Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's towers on my freaking TV stand. Like, Inception and Despicable Me, Toy Story 3. Uh, what else? The the other guys, the A-Team. Um, what... what uh, then um, the UK Sherlock Holmes, John Adams, uh, homoerotic porn. Yeah, well, that I bought myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was a gift card. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it I had got I got so much movies. That so, America, yeah, story America's of stuff. us, which we were watching a little bit today, and that's the shit. That is the shit. I I loved it. Although if, we we haven't got to the part where America starts winning stuff. They've kind of been getting their ass handed to them. I mean, obviously, I know the ending of the particular documentary, but I'm just saying. I gotta know how this ends. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta uh, watch the end Real of it. quick, did I ever tell you that story about um when Titanic came out? And I hate that movie. I hate Titanic. I was at the mall. There was a little teenager. I was like, oh my god, I'm so gonna go see Titanic right now. My boyfriend wouldn't come because he said it was stupid, but I'm gonna go anyway. So I'm talking to my current girlfriend, or not current, well, current at the time, about um, the real at the time. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, I don't even remember who it was. <laughs> I don't know if that's bad or not. Um, and I was telling her the real story of it, and I said something about the ship sinking, <laughs> and the teenage girls looked at me and said, "Oh my God, you completely ruined the movie. Thanks." And they weren't kidding around. And I was like, "Are you? Jo- you're not joking? No." <laughs> That's where you get spoilers. Yeah. That's why America: Story of Us ends in the fifties. <laughs> it doesn't go much farther. I don't know when it ends. That's when it should end, really. But yeah, and uh, New Year's was good. Kicked back, had a good time, and uh, actually, yeah, this this last three weeks was probably the least amount of time that I that I actually saw Sapien. Um, I think I saw you once. It's <laughs> like three. I went to be up from the airport. I went to go visit uh family in Arizona, and uh, my punk ass didn't have a ride home from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no bad. <laughs> well, when you come back at like midnight, because <laughs> I gotta creep in at night. I mean, this they're they're always looking for me. Yeah, that's true. Same. But then, uh, and then that day, you know, I spent with um. Grumpy old man and uh, Dixie chick at uh, Grinchmas, which was actually pretty cool. That was pretty cool because we because every night over there they did um, the night before uh, the How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah. And, um, the night we were there, Wayne Brady was uh, doing the reading. We were like right in the front row next to Wayne Brady. I was like, "Does Wayne Brady have to choke a bitch?" You didn't say that. I wanted to. So you wanted to, but you did. He come down and choke your funk ass. Well, I would have said it, but there were a couple of people of a darker persuasion sit next to me so Mexican. okay <laughs> that's what i'm saying a darker persuasion sit yeah, next they to were me. checking their wallets as yeah. soon as they saw you <laughs> <laughs> mm. <sighs> all right all right everybody Racism. 
Racism's fun. <laughs> <laughs> that should be our new our our tagline on the on the website now. It's like the lazy geeks. Racism is fun. <laughs> not, dude. I don't want that to come up in a Google search. You know <laughs> Racism is fun. The lazygeeks.com. Fuck. <laughs> Brought to you by Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, everybody. I think it's time for Wise News. Wise News. Brett Favre is having similar trouble as Tiger Woods. He was fined for not helping an investigation when he was accused of sending lewd pictures and messages to a Jets game day hostess, which apparently violated the league's uh, workplace conduct. Now he's being sued by two massage therapists for sexual harassment. The Vikings quarterback is said to have sent messages to the two of them asking if they would want to hang out with him, stating, kind of lonely tonight, I guess I have bad intentions. Why is this news? It isn't. It really isn't. But I, it, when something similar happened to Tiger Woods, everybody was all up in arms. I don't think this has anything to do with race. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that the guy has finally outstayed his welcome. He said he's retiring after an injury that kept him out for the last few games of the season. I hope this bad press keeps his egomaniac retired and continues his sexual harassment in a more appropriate environment. You know, like an ESPN sports announcer. Yeah. So, Sapien, what do you got? There was no happy ending at that massage parlor, was there? <laughs> uh, my why is this news is Stan Lee. Stan Lee! Stan Lee! That's right. The creator of some of the greatest and most influential comic book characters of all time has received his start on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, finally. <laughs> Just a week before his 88th birthday, Lee, always the prankster, asked why he had to wait 50 years after the first star was awarded and 70 years <laughs> after his comic book career began. Lee was quoted, I'll talk to somebody about that. <laughs> he goes on, I'm pretty proud of the fact that some of the stories I wrote so many years ago are still being read and hopefully enjoyed by the public and people and people are making motion pictures based on them and television and television series and even a Broadway show, Broadway show. <laughs> this is a well-deserved award for a hero of our childhood. The man <laughs> Stanley is the shit. That's just all I got to say with that. It done. That's done and done there. There's really nothing else to say. <laughs> uh, all right, so now it's time for the rundown. This week, this week, uh, my my win for this week is uh, has to go to Nintendo. I mean, for a long time, it's always been considered a family-friendly company. And you can't deny it after the company warns against youngsters playing its Nintendo 3DS system. How pimp is that? The company stated on a Japanese website that kids ages 6 and younger who play the 3D games may have the growth of their eyes stunted. They noted that parents can turn off the 3D function and can set passwords to keep kids from uh, using this feature. While most people would claim that it is bad news for the company, I think differently. This builds confidence with the consumer, knowing that the mighty dollar isn't their sole goal. I think Nintendo wins because they show that they care, which will make their base confident and more liable to keep buying their products. I think Apple, Microsoft, Sony, and others should take something away from this. 
Yeah, man, Nintendo's impressive for doing that. I know. I was like, when I read that, I was just like, what the fuck? Because they didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even, um, they it, were talking about on IGN that they hadn't even proved that it really will harm them. It was just a theory. Yeah. And Nintendo's like, forget it. We're still going to warn everybody. And even then, they said that um, even grown-ups should take, after every half hour, 30 minutes to an hour, take a break from it. They've been saying that about 3D since it was back in the day 3D. Yeah. Like, because your brain can't tell the difference. Yeah. And, and because it's not you, you're, you're not using the glasses for the 3D. Yeah. It makes it, it it's a different visual effect. So, you know, I, I say that's a good win for, uh, good win for Nintendo. That's right. My win for the week. It's EA, Electronic Guys, drops Tiger Woods from cover of game. <laughs> <laughs> Problems just keep adding up for the golfing legend. Electronic, Electronic Arts has decided to take Tiger Woods off of the cover of his self-titled game. Tiger Woods PGA Tour 12, The Masters. Woods has been replaced with the iconic yellow flag at Augusta National Golf Club, which is a big focus for the game. This will be the first time since EA, EA first start, started working with Woods in 1999 that he hasn't been on the cover. Last year, sales of the Tiger Woods franchise was down a staggering 50% to 60% worldwide. Wow. David Cole of DFC Intelligence was quoted to say, the thing about, the thing about, what? <laughs> thing about golf. I wrote gold. <laughs> Typos are fun. <laughs> the, th- the thing about golf is the whole business is tied to Tiger. TV viewership was also down. This is also quoted. TV viewership was also down over 30%. If Woods wins, viewership should increase. With the overall sport being so tied to Tiger, I don't see EA parting ways in the near future. However, you could you could be less likely to see a major emphasis on Tiger. This just proves what everyone already knows. Talent doesn't really mean anything if people don't like you. And, uh, you know, because he was boffing the uh, mistresses, just in case nobody's caught up. <laughs> no matter well, your take. Well, that was, that was so 2010. But, uh, oh, excuse me. <laughs> actually, 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 sorry, that was so 2009 because that's when it actually came out. Yeah, it was 2009 when it, all this shit came out. But, um, you know, I. I... <laughs> But I, I, my, the reason it's a win is because I think, honestly, everyone thought that he was so perfect. Yeah. You find out the truth. He's, he's just a douchebag like everybody else. So EA's trying to save face, and they're just slowly, casually, just trying to push him aside. Eventually, it won't be called Tiger Woods Golf anymore. Be yeah. Called Golf. I mean, it, you know, it, it's just it's one of those things that you you read and you laugh about. At the same time, you're just like, okay, you know, people. Go see a movie by Roman Polanski and are willing to be like, oh, we can give him uh, an award for doing such a great movie, even though he was supposedly had sex with an underage girl. But you have a guy who cheated on his wife and can't be on the cover of a video game. Could it possibly be, though, that the video game just starting to suck and people just don't want to buy it anymore? Badass back in the day, though. Yeah, back in the day. I haven't played one lately. Yeah, and most people probably haven't. It dropped sixty percent, but because the you know the people that had been well, they took they they messed with Tiger Vision in the game, and it just Tiger Vision was like a cheat mode. <laughs> you have to try. You just put Tiger Vision on it. Blip, there you go. <laughs> anyway, anyway, well, my fail of the week, 
goes to Alabama-based publisher New South Books. They are re, uh, they are releasing they are releasing. Let me try doing that in English. Uh, they are releasing a new U.S. edition of the Mark Twain classics, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, and The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Why is this a fail? Because they have expunged the N-word from both novels, and the word engine is also being replaced. They they uh, say the development is a quote-unquote bold move compassionately advocated uh, by the book's editor, Twain Scholar, Dr. Alan Gribbins of Auburn University, Montgomery. It will have the effect, uh, the publisher claims, of replacing two hurtful epithets in order to quote-unquote counter the preemptive censorship that Gribbins indicates is the reason why the these important works of literature fall off the curriculum list worldwide. This is crap. There, these are the most important works of early American literature. If anything fails, it's society's inability to teach that these words are hurtful, but reflect the country at the time, which is what Twain is noted for. Uh, our society likes to expunge things that makes them uncomfortable instead of teaching people why it's wrong. These books, are, the, the reason these books fall off the curriculum is because school boards favor modern literature, such as Of Mice and Men, Why the Cage Bird Sings, To Kill a Mockingbird, to name a few. The political correctness of our society would like to rewrite history, and it is setting us up to face that old adage, those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Zapian? That, uh, that reminded me of how cool All Quiet on the Western Front was. I read that in English class. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that's ridiculous. I mean, you know what? If Mark Twain wrote it that way, then that's the way it has to stay. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not condoning the two words. Yeah. I'm condoning literature in a whole. You don't. You don't change something like that. Stupid. It's like it's like somebody changing taking Christianity out of the Bible. It's like, yeah. What? What? Why? Would... Just for just for kicks. Yeah. I'm gonna take the word Jesus out of the Bible. <laughs> See how that works. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> my fill of the week. Media mogul Ted Turner. Seems to be having some financial trouble, or so he says, on last Wednesday's Morning Joe program. Um, what? Real quick, what, what freaking channel is Morning Joe on again? MSNBC. MSNBC, okay. The one nobody watches. That that probably tells why I don't know what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> um, Turner says, I'm one of the few examples of a very wealthy person that's given himself to the edge of poverty. Ted <laughs> Turner is an avid philanthropist and is known for his generosity. According to him, it seems he's given all he can give. Turner goes on to say, I don't want to leave my family with an unpaid funeral bill. I'm trying to save a little bit of money to at least cover my expenses. Turner did note that he had what he said what he said was a few million left. Seems the poverty line has shot way above my head lately. <laughs> <laughs> a few million left, but uh, he's on the poverty line. This is his way to of a public statement saying that from now on I'm going to be a selfish prick. Yeah. So I'm not going to be giving as much from money out. From now on I'm going to light cigars with hundreds. You guys <laughs> suck it. <laughs> no, the reason the reason why and he almost was my douchebag. But the reason he's not because Ted Turner is a pimp. He does give a lot of money to to charities and stuff like that. Yeah, but well, but this little this little comment bit, he might want to. He's probably rethinking this one because yeah. I only have a few million left. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I only got like fifteen mil in my savings account. Damn, we got to start cutting down. <laughs> Look, I have fifty seven cents in my pocket right now. 
I have 13 bucks in my checking yeah. account right now. Uh, a couple million I could live with. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Well, that brings us up to our first break. So uh, when we return, we have um, a couple of interesting topics to deal with. So I uh, hope you return. Hello. I'm Piers Morgan, and I'm promoting my new show on CNN. I like it to be dangerous. No one's really sure what that means. In fact, I don't think I'm really sure what that truly means. But it does sound good in a promo. Piers Morgan brings a whole new level of danger to prime time. I told you it sounded good. To be honest, who watches primetime interview shows? That old geezer that had this gig before me was the kind of guy you would go to sleep to. I mean, really. You ever listen to him? He's going after today's hottest stars. I said a while back I would never interview Madonna because I don't think she's relevant in the current culture. Who am I to say? Who thinks I would ever be relevant? Watch as Pierce interviews Oprah Winfrey on his first show. Oh, how did I land Oprah? She just launched her own network. You know she needs to do the interview junkets. Watch Piers Morgan nightly. Watch me because if my ratings are going to be like I think they will be, Oprah may be my one and only guest. Watch Piers Morgan starting January 17th only on CNN. Alright, welcome back everybody. And uh, so, first topic up today is... um, I don't know if any of you heard about it or if any of you even gave a damn, but uh, <laughs> but we do, and that's why we're here. We care so you don't have to. <laughs> that's our tagline. That's, that's our new tagline. We care so you don't have to. That's right. So this week, uh, the California Supreme Court ruled that police have the right to search an arrested person's cell phone without um, uh, without a warrant. And uh, basically the reason for this is that uh, it wasn't a unanimous ruling. Uh, two justices did dissent on the major opinion. But um, the reason we bring this up is because it, it – it, I guess – let me go ahead and put this in perspective. Uh, now basically the uh, this guy – this one guy in 2007 was uh, arrested, and his passenger uh, was immediately arrested because he had six um, ecstasy pills were seized. And at the time, uh, the guy that uh, was driving, this guy named uh, Gregory Diaz, his phone was confiscated, and um, Diaz denied knowledge of or involvement in the drug deal. Well, after Diaz was interviewed by the police, uh, the deputies, quote-unquote, looked at the cell phone text message folder and discovered a message that said 6880, or 6480, which the deputy exper- which in the deputy's experience meant six pills of ecstasy for 80 bucks. Uh, minutes later, the, the, the deputy confronted Diaz with the text message, at which time the suspect admitted to participating in the ecstasy sale. Um, now the reason I bring this up is because one, uh, now the, they were fighting on this because they were saying that, you know, it was an illegal search and seizure because the cop went into the guy's cell phone, got the message, which linked him to the crime. Uh, people are, people are arguing against, uh, against this saying that it was, you know, illegal search and seizure, but the California Supreme Court 
says that the loss of privacy upon arrest extends beyond the arrestee's body and includes personal property immediately associated with the person of the arrestee at the time of arrest. Um, so which basically meant that this ruling allows um, California um, in California to check your phone, but not just your text messages either. It allows access to any data stored in your phone. Photos, address book, web browsing history, data stored in apps, including social media apps, voicemail messages, search history, chat logs, and more. And depending on the use of location-enabled devices or apps, the store um, data app at the, on the phone, which um, police might be able to infer the arrestee's past whereabouts. So, and if you've ever had a smartphone, that shit stores a lot. Yeah. Everything, dude. I mean, you can get up to like 36 gigs on your I mean, that's – the smartphones are becoming – if not, they're already on. They're extensions of yourself. Yeah. I mean, they, they have your contacts, uh, all the messages. I mean, I sometimes I'll delete my text just because there's so many of them. Like yeah. conversations between me and Nomad that go back to like September <laughs> on the phone. It's like, what the? You know, it remembers everything. Now, the thing too is that my, my issue with that. Now, I, I kind of agree with the whole idea that, you know, you give up your right once you're, uh, once you're arrested. But where does it stop after that? What if the cop pulls you over for something else? Could it go into that arena because you're under suspicion? You know, um, thing too is that how many times do you get a text message from someone that could be misconstrued as something? I've sent text messages to, to Sabian and, um, you know, a joke between us and his wife gets the text message and she's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know, and, and it's all context. Yeah. You got to know what the person's talking about. Exactly. And, you know, it, it's the, um, now there was a question that was brought up in the article that what if access to your phone is locked with a security code or pattern? Um, because a lot of cell, a lot of smartphones allow you to lock it without like, um, um, an iPhone, you can lock it with a number code. Um, according to uh, Catherine Crump of the ACLU, uh, the police can ask you to unlock your phone, which many people will do, but almost, but they almost certainly cannot compel you to unlock your phone without the involvement of a judge, she said. Um, also, she noted that so, um, so far it's legally unresolved whether people, um, police can copy data from your uh, from an arrestee's phone for further investigation. Now, the reason I mention that is because what happens if let's say you're arrested because you were driving drunk. You know, then they bring you to then they take you in and then they look at something and they see something on your phone that one maybe you didn't see or somebody sent you something, they go into your email and it's and it could look like something Worse than it is. Then suddenly you're implicated in something else. Will they they go? Oh, hey, look, looks like he's into drug sales. We're gonna hold him. Yeah. Because of this information. Which- well, that goes that goes back to the. It's always been like that with evidence that if it's in plain sight, you don't need a warrant. Mm-hmm. So like if the murder weapon, if he left the murder weapon on his in his garage and the garage door is open. Then it's okay. Right. So I mean, that's that. That's the whole phone locking bit. But I do agree that, like, <laughs> I've sent messages before, just like, 
like, oh, I'm having a weird day, and then and then the person would be like, why? And I'm like, because I'm high on crack. <laughs> you know, just to be stupid, you know right. what I mean? Like, and what now? I'm gonna get I'm gonna get pinched for fucking jaywalking, and all of a sudden I'm going in for possession. Like, what, what what happened? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, Let me see your phone. That's gonna be the first thing cops say now. Let me see your phone. Let me see yeah. your phone. <laughs> yeah. And you know, because there are times that um, uh, a friend of mine who he's studying to do voice work, and um, he's called me on my cell phone before, and he's left a message before on my phone. When um, he would call me, and a lot of times we just do weird voices and just do weird scenarios on the phone, leave each other a message. He would call me up and he's like, hello, this is Victor. <laughs> I wish to talk to you about the merchandise. You know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. he would always do like a Russian mob kind of accent, and um, he's an Asian guy. He can do a really good Russian accent, which is kind of funny. But uh, he would do this. Now, let's say – I got arrested for, you know, drunken disorderly or something like that. They took a look at my phone, listened to my voicemail, and then heard <laughs> Victor wanting to talk about our our sale. Yeah, and then some then some rookie cop is like, "This is gonna be, this is gonna go put me on top. I'm gonna make detective <laughs> America." <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the other guys all over again. Everything's a terrorist attack. What? Exactly. But you know, and that and that's the thing. And that's but this first happened with this first happened with Facebook. Now we all have to be careful what we say on Facebook because people are getting fired because they put some on it. Now I can't send a, a text message. I can't send a joke. Like I gotta be G-rated about it. Yeah. It's bullshit. It is. And you know, only in California. Yeah, this. only in California with this. Um, you know, and uh. It, it, it really just kind of – it is it is expected to go to the United States Supreme Court. Um, so, you know, we will see um, what happens with this. But uh, to the rest of the article, the they go, depending on who's getting arrested and for what, warrantless searches of cell phone data could have wide-ranging potential to implicate not just the arrested person – but also draw police's attention to other people who might be involved or merely associated with the arrestee. This might sound reasonable for investigations uh, involving street crimes, but what about other people who are arrested during protests and demonstrations? Except uh, the California ruling, expect the California ruling um, to be challenged, perhaps in the United States Supreme Court. The San Francisco Chronicle reports um, the issue has divided other courts. U.S. District Judge. Susan Ilston of San Francisco ruled in May 2007 that police were violating drug defendants' rights by searching their cell phones after their arrest. The Ohio Supreme Court reached a similar conclusion in December 2009, ruling in which the state unsuccessfully sought U.S. Supreme Court review. Um, the Ohio-California um, split could prompt the nation's highest court to take on the issue. Now, I, I expect that to happen. And to be honest, I really expect them to uh, overturn the the California court's decision because it, it does have broader implications because um, I said that two justices early on dissented um, from the majority. Their opinion is, in light of the vast data storage capacity of smartphones and similar devices, the privacy interest of, in the federal constitution's Fourth Amendment was intended to protect, uh, to protect would be better served by a rule that did not allow police to rummage at leisure 
through the wealth of personal and business information that can be carried on a mobile phone or handheld computer merely because the device was taken from the arrestee's person. Bullshit, dude. Uh-oh. I don't know. Like, they've been able to do this with laptops, too, for a while. Like, if they catch you with your laptop, they can pull that out. Yeah. I mean, we're becoming so socialism, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, there's no freedom anymore. Yeah. I mean, as soon as... It's all probable cause now, and probable cause is fine, but it's probable cause for everything now. Yeah. Like, y- you exist, so you must be doing something wrong. Yeah. So we gotta search everything. My, my appearance in an, you know, in a rich, all-white neighborhood is probable cause. Well, you know. it is probable cause. <laughs> My appearance in a rich white neighborhood is probable cause. <laughs> Your appearance in a liquor store is probable cause. <laughs> My appearance is probable <laughs> cause. No, I mean, let's be real serious, though. It's, people are getting so paranoid that things are getting worse. Slowly but surely, they're getting worse because people are so. Well, we have to catch the criminal. Like they want minority report. We have to catch criminals before they commit the crimes. Yeah. You know. Well, that's all fine. But if you want a society like that, you're going to be giving up a lot of freedoms that you value too. You know. So it's kind of a give and take. Yeah. I mean, right after 9/11, people were kind of intent on on giving up a lot of stuff. Now we're approaching what 11 years or 10 years since it's happened. Uh, We've got you know, a little more perspective on it. And I, I think a lot of people would agree that even if we knew there would have been no way to stop it, it I, I think it still would have happened. But at the same token, uh, this, this is just going beyond that. This is, you're getting to a point where now, um, one thing I wanted to say was in the, in the justices dissent, they, they, uh, use the words at leisure. One of the things that came up in this was that it didn't have to be at the exact moment of arrest either. You could be sitting in a cell. Say you have to sit over the weekend. to Because they got all your stuff anyway. Yeah, and you have to sit over the weekend and then say Sunday not, Sunday morning the cop's looking through your cell phone, finds something, and uses it then. That's bullshit. Yeah, so it, it – He comes over a week later for tea. Yeah. <laughs> Go do your shit. You know, it's – so ridiculous, you know. So that that's that's something to kind of, you know, expect to hear more about this later because I guarantee yeah. this is going to be going to the Supreme Court. This is going to be an issue. I mean, I honestly, because I have a smartphone, and you know that. You know what? Freaking fifteen years ago, this wouldn't have been an issue. Of course, I would say what I was almost about to say, where I don't see this passing, but it's it's going to pass. It's. It's ridiculous, but that's just the society that we're we're moving to, you know. And I really hope somebody wakes up and realizes the big picture before this all gets too bad. The problem is the government is built by the people. That's true. I know as much as you don't want to believe it is. (laughs) But if we give them the power to do these things, it's near impossible to take that power away. Yeah. It's like, hey, you already said it was cool. You know, so make your choices wisely when you vote for shit, you know, because people are bitches. <laughs> uh, well, that's – I think that's uh, that's pretty much the topic that I had for here. Um, but uh, since there's no real resolution, you can't really have a re- resolution on this topic. Uh, since there's no resolution, you can't have a proper revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, that's true. And it was awesome. (laughs) Well, for those of you living under a rock, I'm sure a lot of you have heard of CES. Yeah! (laughs) It's my topic. Uh, CES opened up on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And um, fucking cool little trinkets that they're making over there. Consumer Electronics Show is like the... Geeks, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, it's the geeks porn convention. It's the, it's the Comic Con of technology. <laughs> That's seriously. But I mean, there's so much stuff, and they talked a lot about 3D stuff. Yeah. So I'm kind of not even going to go into it. I mean, we all, we all hearing about 3D, it's being shoved down our throats and up our asses. <laughs> yeah. Some of it's cool, some of it's not, some of it you don't give a shit about. You know, but whatever. That's your business. Uh, <laughs> so I put together as the main topic of CES is huge. I can't sit here and talk about every little freaking gadget they came out with. I'll I'll pass out. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't I don't have enough hard drive space on my computer to take this whole conversation. Exactly. <laughs> so I've broken it down to four items that piqued my interest. Two of them I believe are wins. Two of them I believe are whatever or just fail. Um, one of the fails, there's a little bit of a an explanation, right? <laughs> so we need to just get into that. So how should we do this? Should we switch off? Nah, forget it. Wins yeah, first. Let's just go wins. So the first win is the, the Turtle Beach wireless Dolby 7.1 headset. This thing is ridiculously sexy. That thing looks cool. Doesn't I it? Mean, it just, I was reading this yesterday. I was just like, oh, my oh, God, dude. He's still my beating heart. <laughs> Uh, remember, we were, remember we were joking around earlier about wireless connection, and you know, you'd, hear yeah, us, yeah, yeah. you'd hear us in the can pissing while we're doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you hear me go to lick stout. <laughs> yeah. um, no, this this thing is just amazing. Let's be real clear. Headset means it has a microphone connected to it. Yeah. Not headphone. Keep it real. Okay. This headset is for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3, right? Yeah. You want the proper way. <laughs> to trash talk when you're playing Black Ops <laughs> is with this thing. This thing is just sexy. I mean, 7.1 in a headset. I know. That's just ridiculous. While most, while most surround sound systems haven't even gone all the way over to 7.1 yet. Exactly. Um, users can also connect smartphones and other Bluetooth-enabled media players to answer, make calls, listen to music, and more. On freaking head. This headset will never come off of your head. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would walk around town with this big head because they're full cans. Um, they're they're good looking. I mean, they're black, a little bit of red in them. I like full cans. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't? You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway, uh, the price. The price. <laughs> Not it, too bad, actually. Two forty nine ninety five. Not that bad for what you're getting. I mean, you're always going to pay pay a premium for wireless. This is the way it is. I mean, this is blue. You're talking Bluetooth and um, pairing support. Yeah. I mean, uh, what I was reading the uh, the presets and it's a fine tune the the game audio chat monitoring and outgoing mic signal. This thing was just like, oh, go, 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 go. yeah, it's sexy. Dude. It is. Oh man. All right, all right, all right. Moving on to the next uh, win. We're just gonna do the wins first. I like good news first. Yeah. <laughs> um, Microsoft to unveil the iPad Killer, right? <laughs> um, the reason I got excited about this means there's going to be a tablet with some form of Windows on it. 
which interests me because then it will actually be able to do shit. Right? <laughs> um, they actually, I was reading a thing about statistically, a lot of people are buying iPads, but they don't use them. They buy them and they use them for a little bit and then they never use them because it doesn't do anything. Mm. You can't even play Flash. Anyway, we're not talking about the iPad. Steve Ballmer to introduce Windows 7 powered tablets in January. So this is more of a, they're just telling you that they're going to start talking about it. I don't, I haven't seen one. I don't know what's going on, but, um, it's going to be made by like, uh, Samsung Dell, you know, the big, the big names are going to be in on it, of course. Um, Microsoft won't be offering a centralized app store comparable to the Android marketplace or iTunes, but rather encourage software developers, developers to offer digital distribution of their products to their own website. So I think this tablet might be more like a computer. Yeah. And less like a tablet. You know, you know what I'm saying? I, I think it's going to have more functionality. I think Microsoft is just going to go, okay, this is what Apple did right. This is what Apple did wrong. Let's just do everything right. You know, that, that's <laughs> what they're going to try to do anyway. So I noticed at the end, uh, at, uh, I noticed that, uh, the New York Times is claiming that, um, Balmer is, may even demonstrate the, um, demonstrate a tablet or companion device running Windows 8. Yeah. That's exciting and also lame at the same, same. time because Windows 7 just came out. Yeah. Let's not let's not do that, Microsoft. Let's not be Apple. Okay? <laughs> let's let everybody marinate in 7 for a while. Jesus, XP just now stopped being used. Because <laughs> Vista sucks. Um, anyway, let's move on to the fails or meh or – ooh, I just saw a picture of Summer Glow. Um, Ace – oh, God. <laughs> I couldn't believe this when you told me. A stick-on thumbstick for iPads for gaming. If you just saw the picture, you <laughs> um, basically, you know, the iPad has a few games on it, uh, which is great. So they have the stick. They have a stick-on um, joystick now. The reason it's a fail for me is because why does everything have to be a goddamn gaming device? <laughs> I don't understand. The iPad is not. A good gaming device. A big touch screen is not what I want to play games on. <laughs> you know, like we'll go play a little bit of chess. You want to throw out some bejeweled or whatever. Okay, I get it. But I'm not, they, they are trying to move towards what the end gauge was trying to move towards to pull that one back out of my hand again, <laughs> where the device is specifically for something else. Yeah. But let's make it a full fledged game. It's not going to work. Yeah. It's not going to work. Maybe that PlayStation phone might do it. If we ever find, see if that, you see that come out. But you know, if you go to lazygeeks.com, you might be able to see some leaked photos. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> I just think it, I think it's lame. Like not the iPad. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about it's not a gaming device. I mean, I saw that and it was like 25 bucks. I think was the price for that thing. It's ridiculous. It's two suction cups. It's clear suction cups. Yeah, and is this also that important? That we have to announce this at CES? Yeah. Wasted everyone's time to talk about a stupid stick-on joystick for your stupid iPad games. I mean, if anybody has even an iPad... Even in a see that this this this, this no, topic is twenty four ninety five. This this topic is even boring it's me. Called, <laughs> it's called the fling. 
Yeah, be... they named a stick-on joystick. You should have just named a stick-on joystick. <laughs> Not a complicated device. If any, if any of you have, uh, if any of you have like an iPod Touch or some of that, you can see the games aren't necessarily that. They're low key. They're and low they key. They're made that way. Yeah, and there's no reason to 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 create a, a peripheral just to go ahead and attach to your iPad. What are you gonna do? Make a smaller one for the iPad, the iPod Touch. <laughs> fail it's just it's just fail uh the next fail and this one was um i i first said this was a fail and nomad was like no wait just a goddamn minute <laughs> i i i declare shenanigans <laughs> yeah, he, declared, he declared shenanigans all over the place <laughs> oh, and i had to explain myself and i'm still doing it now <laughs> yeah. so uh lg optimus black trumps iphone 4 as world's thinnest smartphone now now it's got the word optimus in it it does have the word Optimus, which is pretty badass. And black, if you're into that. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> We're going to get calls. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the phone is not the fail. The phone, the operating system that runs the phone, is awesome. Okay? My fail is more the world's thinnest. If these phones get any freaking smaller or thinner... No one's going to want to use them. They're going to be super freaking dumb uncomfortable. Like, you're going to be like, oh, my God. It's going to be like you're holding a piece of paper, for Christ's sake. I'm done with it. Fail on the world's thinnest bullshit. Honestly, the thin – how thin this phone is – I'm looking at a picture right, right now. How thin this phone is, it shouldn't be any thinner than that. Like, I, you should I, have a weight to your phone. You can drop it. Eh, I don't know. Um. What was it? Um, when I was looking at the picture of that, I actually thought it looked pretty slick. It almost looks like an iPhone. No, the phone does look cool. I mean, I'm I'm cool. The for me, the thinner. I I agree. It shouldn't be any thinner than that. The thinner, the better. You must. <laughs> for a phone, thinner the better. Yeah. Vibrate. Yeah. <laughs> because. You know, you you've seen like, well, I mean, look at BlackBerry and all that, all that stuff. They're they're fairly weighty. And then of course you stick them in your jeans pocket. You look like your well, Blackberries are a pain because they're key. They have a full keyboard, so like you're holding it at the bottom, so it, the weight's all on the top at the screen. So that's kind of a pain. I'm just saying like, the phone size keeps changing, but the human hand size is not changing. You know what I mean? Like, how small do we need these fucking phones to be? It, it's funny because um, it reminds me when you when you sent that to me, it reminded me of the show uh, UK show called Coupling, and the guy goes picks up his phone and they goes like, "Good God, that's a small phone!" And he's like, "I know, I lost it almost three times today." And the guy goes, "Nice, you know, because that was <laughs> always the that was always the benchmark of you could lose your phone. Nice, yeah. <laughs> See, that's fail for me. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't be losing my shit." I want to know, and maybe it's just a personal preference. I like a little weight. I say a little. I don't want it to. I don't want to sprain my ankle, my freaking wrist, or anything. My ankle, <laughs> ankle either. Um, but you don't want to sprain your ankle from sticking your foot out when the phone falls out. <laughs> I want. I want to be able to feel that I'm holding a phone, not a paper, like a piece of paper. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm going. You know what I'm doing? Uh, I kind of what you doing with it. Hey everyone, this is Nomad, and I'm reviewing Family Guy Presents It's a Trap. This is the final installment of the original Star Wars franchise parody from The Family Guy. And to be honest, thank God. 
After a rather long opening crawl that states how they wanted to end it with something something Empire, but Fox waved money at them and they tried to lower expectation, well, they did, and I'm glad they did. Because much like the original Return of the Jedi, it was the weaker of the three. Compared to Robot Chicken's version, it was very, very lacking. It appears that they ran out of their traditional Family Guy characters and had to bring in characters from American Dad and The Cleveland Show. There were some great moments in it, much like the subtle homage to planes, trains, and automobiles and the power station playing at the center of the Death Star. There were funny moments that seemed cheaper than anything from the other two installments, much like the showdown between Boba Fett and Han Solo in Return, there was nothing between Chicken Fett and Peter, which irritated me to no end. They could have made up some ridiculously great f fight sequence between the two, but instead they opted for an overplayed, drawn-out look sequence. I know that they excel at killing the joke, but this was beyond killing the joke. This It just dragged and dragged. I was, oh, I would say, probably about a couple of seconds away from actually hitting the forward button on my Blu-ray player. Uh, there was a great moment which parodied um, Yoda's death sequence when he repeatedly called out Luke's name. Uh, I have to give this overall rating a chill um, because you kind of wanted to see how they ended the whole trilogy. Um, I think they had some bigger opportunities for parody in this film, uh, but they went for just the weak joke and decided to poke more fun at Seth Green than anything else. Um, I would say it's a rental, but if you purchase the other two, you kind of need to finish your collection because otherwise you look like a douchebag that doesn't know how to count. Um, however, if I had to recommend between the Family Guys version or Robot Chickens, I would have to go Robot Chickens in a New York Minute. Uh, anyone that uses the Who in the opening sequence obviously has my vote. Today I'm going to record Lord of the Rings Online. It's a free-to-play with pay option for VIP status. MMO Online. It should be comfortable with MMOs if you know anything about World of Warcraft, anything like that. Uh, this is going to start... My next few reviews are all going to be free-to-play MMOs. Just want to get it out there because, you know, we broke recession. I want to make sure that uh, everybody can get their game on. You know what I'm saying? Alright, a few main things I want to say is um, it's based on the books, not the movies. So get that through your head. So you're going to see a lot of things you didn't see in the movies. Um, you're not going to see any, hear any voice work from the actors or anything like that. Which this is better, you know, because there's more content that way. It's quest-based, no need to grind, which means you follow a storyline to level up your character. You're not just mindlessly killing animals over and over again. It's an American-made game. That's all I have to say. Interest, interest, uh, interesting store model. Uh, we'll get more into that a little later. So, character customization is a good level of customization options. Um, some of the hair choices were kind of weird, but they're trying to keep to, like, the whole, the way things were in Middle Earth, but, like, the hobbits just look freaky sometimes with the hair. But, uh, you can change the, the eyes, skin, and hair color are not specific colors. It's like a, it's like a gradual change. It's pretty slick. Um, you can change your overall look based on region of birth, which I think will pretty cool, like, for people who are more into, like, the lore and being true to the shit and all that stuff like that. Um, graphics, uh, graphics are crazy. Like, they're, they're realistic looking graphics. 
Um, everything moves the way it's supposed to. Like it doesn't look cartoony. I mean, it looks like a real world. It does require kind of a decent computer though. You can't be running your old uh, Pentium three. It's not going to run this game. Um, sound effects are really good. They're they're high quality. They go well. Um, the music is like a classical score. It's, it's just really good, man. Overall, uh, gameplay. Um, the quest text keeps you interested in the story, high quality writing, uh, they weren't skimping out on that. Uh, they have a, a deed system which is pretty sick, um, basically the way to get new abilities is you have to do deeds, which you have this big deed book and it gives you specific tasks to do and it's really interesting and original way of doing things, I thought it was, it was really cool, I get, I get into it, like I, I, oh I gotta check my deed book real quick cause I need to make sure I'm doing this and that. Um, the game makes you feel like you're affecting the world. Uh, they, there's heavy use of dynamic layering, which means um, when you're when you finish certain quests, you see the world a little differently than someone who hasn't finished that certain quest. Um, the cool thing about that is is they're they're making it look like your quest is going along in the background while um, Frodo is bringing the ring to uh, to be destroyed. So you're kind of always a couple steps behind him, you know, doing the little things on the side that kind of make you feel like, oh, uh, if you didn't do this, then Frodo wouldn't have been able to go here. So it's pretty dope. It keeps you involved. Um, you can interact with, interact and help the main characters of the books. I mean, I started as a dwarf, and right off the bat, I was strolling with Gandalf, you know, like talking to him and doing something that he said. It was just pretty dope. Started as a Hobbit too. First, like the second person I see is freaking Frodo. So it was pretty dope. Um, so the in-game store is interesting. You purchase turbine points to grab stuff from the store. Um, like 20, 20 bucks to give you like like a thousand points around that. That's not specific, but because I can't really remember. Uh, mostly vanity items or things you can get in the game. So. You're not going to see, like, some free-to-play. You're not going to see, like, oh, I have to buy things from the store or my character's not powerful enough. I mean, that's something really annoying that you see with a lot of free-to-play games. You don't you don't really see that um, with Lord of the Rings. Now, the one thing you do need to get uh, in the store is quest packs. Quest packs, um, basically, for each zone, each area, will have a quest pack. So you can level them about level 30. And then you're going to have to start buying quest packs. You can still go to the zones. You can grind if you want. Um, the epic storyline quests are always free. But you're going to have to buy the uh, the quest packs to level up and do stuff like that. Quest packs are about 495 uh, turbine points for each quest pack. Ranges a little bit. Um, overall, I was really impressed with everything. Um in the store, I was I was happy to see. I mean, yeah, you can buy all the mounts, but you can also earn them in the game. Like, so if you don't ultimately, if you don't want to use any money, uh, you can do that. It's just like I said with the quest packs. Uh, so the pros and cons. The cons first um, requires purchase of quest packs to progress past level 30-ish. I mean, if you're looking for a straight out free to play, I mean, this is, almost feels like an extended um, free trial. Uh, but I mean, you know. You buy a quest pack, you're good to go for another 10 levels. I mean, level cap 65. Uh, take take that as you want, you know. Uh, low-end machines will have a hard time running this game, as in low-end machines will not be running this game because the graphics are clean. 
um, they're they're photorealistic. It's not like WoW. It's not cartoony. So you're gonna have to have a decent to to good computer. You know, um, if you don't like reading, this game may not be for you too. You're gonna have to read the quest. I mean, it's good to read the quest. The quests are, like I said, the quest text is ridiculously good. It reads a lot like the book, but it's not like uh, WoW where you don't have to read the quest. You just constantly just follow the quest tracker as a quest tracker, but you need to read the quest to figure out what you're doing. Uh, the pros of this game, if you do like reading, this game is right up your alley. I mean, I, I, I'm always reading a book myself. I read a lot of fantasy, and I love this game for that very reason. Uh, also, Lord of the Rings fans will not be disappointed. This thing is pretty, pretty true to the books. Uh, follows a lot of a lot of characters that you see in the books, so, and a lot of details that kind of got glazed over in the movie. And it was just really good the way they did it. The world looks ridiculous. I mean, as soon as you enter the Shire, you're gonna be like, I'm in the Shire. It's ridiculous. Uh, top quality. They didn't skimp on content. This isn't. This game used to not be free to play. I used to. I also used to play it back when you had to pay a monthly subscription. This game is top quality. It's not. It's not something that they just slapped together. It's an American-made Western MMO. It's not the little cheapy Korean grinder games. Uh, this is gonna. Th I think this game's gonna be around for a really long time. So check it out. Like I said, free to play up to level 30. Uh, go to www.lotro.com and um, give it a download. You got you got nothing to lose. All right. Well, that brings us up to our next break. So when we come back, we will have some douchebaggery and epicness break, for you. Break, breaks. I gotta have breaks. Bre Sorry. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Hello, I'm Jack Jackson. Happy New Year to everyone. I'm speaking to you today from my cabin that I share with Ted Nugent, an uncharted area in a western mountain range. You may ask, why Jack Jackson? Doesn't that seem a little bit paranoid? Not at all. I am preparing for the apocalypse. Have you not seen the signs? Obama's favorables have increased, the Republicans control the House and the Democrats control the Senate, and none of you voted for me in the past election? So I'm hiding out, waiting for that day when the world begins to collapse around you. The day you look to the sky and scream out, Jack Jackson, save us! I will come. I already came, but I will come again. All I ask is your faith, devotion, and sex from the hottest women you know. It could be your daughter, wife, girlfriend, or maybe just some lady you know is hot. I'm not really that picky. You may not hear from me for a while. Ted and I are going to go hunt down that WikiLeaks guy. I usually don't hit girls, but I will make an exception in this case. Happy New Year. I'll be around. All right. Welcome back, everybody. And uh, I think it is time. You, you've suffered enough. And we're going to give you mm. douchebaggery. Douchebaggery. So, uh, first on my douchebag list. Douche, douche. <laughs> in the background the whole time. Sorry. Uh, first one is Justin Bieber. It was only a matter of time before I had to put him on my douchebag list. What, for being born? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, let's see. Justin Bieber will be the first one to tell you he's not like other 16-year-olds. By the way, this comes from uh, MarqueeBlogCNN.com. I'm crazy. I'm nuts, the singing sensation tells February's Vanity Fair. Just, just that my brain um, – the way my brain works. I'm not normal. I think differently. My mind is always racing. I'm just nuts because I think the best musicians probably are. Yeah. So uh, that includes greats like the Beatles and Michael Jackson. Uh, 
Michael, talking about Jackson, uh, was able to reach audiences from young to old. He never limited himself, said Beaver. Uh, he was so broad. Everybody loved him. That's what my goal is, to basically make people happy, to inspire them, and have everyone root for me. Egomaniac much? <laughs> uh, and while most of the world's female populations are certainly... Are at my house. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> on the can- uh, Canadian's uh, native side, uh, Bieber believes that the ladies would be smitten with him whether he was famous or not. Try not to be arrogant, Bieber says. Fail. If you have to say, I'm trying not to be arrogant. Yeah. You're That's being... I said, with all due respect. <laughs> yeah. <you're> punk bitch. <laughs> like I said, with oh, all due respect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who has recently been romantically linked to 18-year-old Disney star Selena Gomez. But if I walk down the street and a girl saw me, she might take a look back because maybe I'm good looking, right? <laughs> of course, the singer yeah. realized that he also... Uh, has his shares of haters. For younger guys, it's like they think they're not cool if they come to my concerts, he says. That'll change, I think. It'll happen maybe when I'm 18, but meanwhile, all all their girlfriends are coming to watch me. <laughs> now, this, the reason he's on my douchebag list is because, one, is Justin Bieber. And two, 16-little year old arrogant fuck he's got the whole world figured out doesn't yeah he? he's just yeah i'm yeah their girlfriends might be coming these shows buddy when they're 12 <laughs> right my daughter my daughter likes justin bieber she's 11 yeah it's the average age of his fans i mean you know it's just like you're not gonna see 16 year old 17 year old girls like you know i have yet to hear any of them busting out a justin bieber song no you know, when you see the screaming fans, yeah, they're like twelve, because that's what it is. It's it's little hot prob nonsense, the poster on a wall bullshit. You know, and and to be honest, we haven't had those in a while since like what the Backstreet Boys or whatever. No, like in sync. Yeah, you know, and boy band bits. You know, and it's just like he's on my douchebag list because God, he's he's so cocky, he's an he, asshole. He like seriously, everyone. You usually. One thing I will um, congratulate him on, it usually takes at least, at least 20 to 25 years to get to that level of asshole. Yeah. <laughs> now, like, it, it needs to marinate for a while. He got pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I will congratulate him for being the biggest fucking 16-year-old dickhead that I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I, I don't like that cat. And you know what? I'm not one of those people that dislikes famous people. I don't like him because he's an asshole. Yeah. You can tell. And you know what to say, and that's why his fans are all eleven and twelve because they're not old enough to know that guys like that suck. Yeah, you know they just say, "Oh, he's so cool because he's so confident." Oh my god, I want to have his babies. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, number two douchebag yeah. <laughs> comes <laughs> comes from uh, UPI.com, and it's from uh, Chatham, Ontario. Canada has finally. Made its way from my epic people to my douchebag list. What? Uh, yes, it's the. Someone was vacationing in Canada. <laughs> uh, the Canadian police force has described this person as the dumbest crook of 2010. A man who called to complain they hadn't publicized enough for, of what he stole. <laughs> that sounds like the, something the Joker would do. <laughs> Right? Hey, hey, I did this and this, this asshole. He's not a master villain. Yeah, he's, not, he's not a you know super genius. He's just a chump. 
the Chatham Kent Police Service in western southwestern Ontario said that there was a home break-in last year, and they appealed for the public's help in identifying the thief, the QMI agency reported. After the media published the uh, police's appeal, Constable Michael Pierce uh, said he reported to work and found a voicemail from a man who was upset the report wasn't detailed enough, the report said. The unidentified man went on to say he hadn't done the robbery by himself and named two of his friends who helped him, the <laughs> officer said. He wow. <laughs> he provided a recorded confession, hurting all of their chances at trial, Pierce said. Uh, so apparently the police gave that guy the dumbest crook of the year. The force gave an honorable mention to a dumb crook, uh, mentioned dumb crook to a 17-year-old who called police to complain his father had smashed his glass bong while smoking marijuana. Well, that, you know, that would upset me too. <laughs> <The Yeah>. t- <laughs> this is how Canada rolls. The teenager wasn't, teenager wasn't charged, but was given a warning by officers about possession of marijuana, Pierce said. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that. They they're they're more lax about that shit. <laughs> uh so my number one douchebag of the week. Wait a minute. If that's not your number one, <laughs> what did this motherfucker do? <laughs> you know? Uh let's see. Douchebag. This comes from the nwfdailynews.com. Fort Walton Beach. A man who brought a small bag of cocaine into the Colusa County Jail quickly realized his mistake and asked if he could flush it down the toilet. <laughs> his request was denied. What a shock. Yeah. Kendrick Dallas Wilson, a 19 and a 19-year-old Mary Esterman, had a, <laughs> had the bag of cocaine in the palm of his hand as he was being processed into the jail. When jail personnel asked him what it was, he told them it was cocaine. After personally confirming that it was cocaine, probably doing lines, uh, they informed Wilson that uh, he had incurred two additional felony charges related to the illegal drugs. Now, here's the quote from the crook, expletive, I knew I shouldn't have brought that in, expletive. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's best of material. Already, already, dude. First of the year. First of the year. <laughs> Keep it real. Uh, he, he said, according to the Calusa County Sheriff's Office rest report, he was charged with smuggling contraband into a prison and possessing a controlled substance. <laughs> and being an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> wow. A dumbass should be a crime sometimes. <laughs> a crime all the time. So, yeah, and just so you guys know, we have show notes that we kind of run so we both know what we're talking about. <laughs> of this, I put shit crooks say. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of it, though, I don't I don't read your douche, douchebag list because I, I like to be surprised. I do, too. I don't, I don't read yours either because I like to see what happens. I like yeah. to see what these guys say. <laughs> so uh, let's go ahead and go to uh, Sapiens. All right. 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 <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> What are you doing, dude? Put your clothes back on. Uh, that was getting a little warm, so I had to... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so my first douchebag of the week, fight over Facebook results in stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's all I'm going to say. I think that's all you need to say. 
This shit just got real on Facebook. <laughs> uh, according to a police report posted by the Smoking Gun, the first Facebook-related violence of 2011. The first of 2011. Yeah. Not occurred, ever. The first of 2011. Occurred at approximately 11.03 p.m. January 2nd in Indianapolis. Uh, Maurice Davenport. Oh, that's his name. Okay. I thought that's a town. I'm like, he's really, dude? Like, come on. I don't need to know the block that he's on. Maurice Davenport, 22, refused to show live-in girlfriend Shamika. Oh, it's already a bad sign. 21, his profile on the social network. One thing led to another. Don't they always? And the cops arrived to find Davenport with a laceration on his left bicep. I wonder if he's doing that, like, like, <laughs> as the smoking gun reports, McVeigh told Officer Jason Thalheimer that she followed Davenport downstairs, where the couple continued to argue over Davenport's Facebook page. The couple's two-year-old child was in an upstairs bedroom, of course. Of course. I wouldn't expect anything less from someone who would stab someone over Facebook. <laughs> it was during this ongoing dispute mcveigh said that she accidentally slashed davenport with a knife he fell on he fell on a knife tree from the kitchen so you accidentally stabbed him but you didn't accidentally go and get that motherfucking knife right would you you make it a sandwich no you weren't (laughs) he fell on a knife five times Ooh, those things happen oops (laughs) mcveigh said that davenport punched her in the head during the 11 p.m argument well he punched her in the head then he should get slashed yeah and well, that each combatant pushed the other. So they're pushing each other around. But neither Davenport, who suffered a minor wound to his arm, nor McVeigh was charged in connection with the domestic dispute. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going out. Of, oh, wait. Never mind. This is their opinion, and that's my job. Um, <laughs> wow. You know what? It's not just Facebook, obviously. Obviously, it's a trust issue. I mean – We've all been around enough human beings to realize the real situation that's going on here. But it's just so sad. Why are you with somebody that it's that fucking bad? That you have to see their Facebook page, for one, and that the other one can't show you his Facebook page. <laughs> My wife logs uses – she doesn't want to have a Facebook for some fucking reason. I, I don't know why. And she logs into mine to talk to her friends. I don't even give a fuck. She knows all my passwords. No I, should, I should create a fake Facebook and put like a hot chick on there and then talk to you and befriend you and then just go, hey, baby. I have a hot <laughs> chick on my Facebook that say, hey, baby. Yeah, but no, somebody she doesn't know. I mean, like really doesn't. <laughs> like, like a porn star. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, no. Well, the shit gets real. At least it wasn't over Friendster. <laughs> yeah. That would have been. Yeah. yeah. Or my, MySpace, I would expect. <laughs> Like, oh, there was a stabbing over something on MySpace? Of course there was. Um, okay, here's another one. The next one. <laughs> As man questions store clerk about who has been using his stolen credit card, teen walks in and clerk says, that's him. <laughs> nice. Little picture of him, too. Looks like a little douchebag. Uh, a teenager was arrested after a Fredericksburg, Virginia man confronted him for allegedly stealing and using his credit card. Police said the man was walking, was talking, walking and talking. No, he was just talking. Police said the man was talking to an employee at Nader's Grocery on Caroline Street. What? 
Oh, on Nader's Ghost Street on Caroline Street, about who had been using his card there when the suspect walked into the store. For some reason, that sentence was strange to me. Like, it just, <laughs> I don't know. After the employee, after the employee pointed and said, that's him, the victim began fighting the suspect, <laughs> Dustin Portel. Portel eventually got away, but he was arrested a short time later. Police said the investigation has resulted in solving at least 40 thefts from vehicles in Fredericksburg and Stanford County over the past six weeks. This motherfucker, all he does uh, is steal. Yeah. He's walking around jacking all day, right? That's his full-time job. Yeah. <laughs> He's a professional jacker or thief. Sounds better. Police are still investigating the possibility of more thefts and suspects. Professional jacker. That's a married man. <laughs> yeah. Ain't it true? Marcel <laughs> was charged with multiple counts of possession of stolen property and placed in the – this is the funniest part of the article – is the name of the jail. was placed in the Rappa, Rappahannock, <laughs> Rappahannock Regional Jail. And it's spelled R-A-P-P-A-H-A-N-N-O-C-K. Rappahannock. <laughs> Regional jail under no bond. Virginia, don't fuck around, dude. No, little douchebag. You're in there no bond. Scared straight. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. Enough of the second string bullshit. I got... Why don't you wrap a hand rock around here? Just wrap a hand rock around here, baby. <laughs> Sandwich. Uh, <laughs> this is my epic fail. My douchebag. My masterpiece at the beginning of the year. This is actually everybody's fails on a bunch of sites. <laughs> Man struck by car while leave while playing real life Frogger. <laughs> I don't even want I don't even want to read this. It's so bad. According to Clemson, South Carolina, NBC affiliate WYFF, the man whose name was not released, of course it wasn't. It was so bad that police felt so bad for him that they didn't release his name. Wow. <laughs> the man dotted into traffic on Highway 123. <laughs> okay. At approximately 9 p.m. on Monday night and was promptly struck by an SUV. <laughs> Clemson police investigators later discovered the man. And the man and his friends were playing a game based on Konami's 1981 arcade classic. Right? Police told WYFF, WYFF, the man yelled, go, before darting into oncoming traffic. And then he went. (laughs) He was hit by a 2010 Lexus LX. The man was taken to Anderson Memorial Hospital, where he was treated for undisclosed injuries. But get his face smashed in. He is now in stable condition. You know... (laughs) I don't know if you remember, but 1981 in Frogger, because we're not traveling at 65 to 75 miles an hour, right? They were just slowly moving. Plus, you had an aerial view. An aerial view... And the frog was as big as the cast. Right? <laughs> but then you also had to jump from log to stream and the, all those no, frogger levels that you didn't have to do. Like, log and stream. You're in the highway. But they even have a picture of it right here. But the, the fail is that not only is he trying to imitate a video game, he's imitating a 1981 arcade classic, right? That's just, come on. Well, we're no physics in those games. At least he wasn't trying to. Ugh. 
At least he wasn't trying to do like block ops or something like that. That would have been a little. He only hurt himself. <laughs> and that's a good thing. And Lexus. Who cares with the Lexus? I don't have a Lexus, so I don't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like a bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I think this is a great segue into our epic person of the week. Yeah. So, my my epic person of the week has been getting a lot of play on the television, online, all of this stuff. Uh, Ted Williams, not the baseball player, but he's this homeless dude that was it. What was it? The video went viral like on Monday, and he was supposed to have this golden voice, and he had a sign that says, you know. Brighten your day with, uh, you know, a, go- a golden voice or whatever. And he was taking donations. So this dude drives up, goes, I'm going to make you work for your cash. And the guy goes and gives, like, this perfect announcer voice. It was, like, regular radio. Now, uh, for this particular minute, I'm going to go ahead and actually play the YouTube clip. It's only like a minute 30. So you guys listen to the clip real quick. And, um, and I'm sure most of you have seen it. If you haven't seen it on your local news, you've seen it on the national news. It's been on CNN. So uh, go ahead and listen to it right now. There are often homeless people asking for change and freeway exit ramps. But recently, there's been this guy with an interesting sign at I-71 and Hudson Street. His handwritten sign says he has the God-given gift of a great voice. Hey, I'm going to make you work for your dollar. Say something with that great radio voice. When you're listening to nothing but the best of oldies, you're listening to Magic 98.9. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. And we'll be back with more right after these words. (laughs) And don't forget, tomorrow morning is your chance to win a pair of tickets to see this man live in concert. Thank you so much. So, uh, kind of trippy, isn't it? You get like, yeah, <laughs> it sounds just like a friggin' like a radio announcer, dude. Yeah, I was, it, I was. It just shows that homeless people have talents too. Yeah, it was weird too because like I was, I first saw it on CNN because they it was like Tuesday because apparently they <laughs> throw <laughs> um, they had uh this guy um. Apparently, this thing went um, viral on Monday. The guy recorded it and then loaded it on Monday. And then yeah. it was all over the internet, like, come Tuesday. So um, he was a one-time radio announcer at one time, but he got into drugs and alcohol and, you know, started doing some bad things, got in, put in jail and stuff like that a couple of times. So he's homeless now. Um, but this guy put the podcast. He's from a radio station, and uh, they posted on YouTube, and it just went gangbusters. So – like after it went viral, they uh, brought the homeless dude into the radio station, cleaned him up a little bit, and um, interviewed him. And he was getting fielded so many calls from people wanting to hire him. Right. Right now, the biggest thing he's got going is um, announcing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, also, the NFL – or was it – I think it was the NFL wanted him to um, do some voiceover work for some of their films – all of these, um, all of these people are getting, um, are hooking them up, and the Cleveland Cavaliers 
also are willing to get him a mortgage to get him a house. Yeah, talk about so, second chance, dude. It, it really is, and you know, you know, some people are saying, "Oh, this guy's a fake." Other guys are going, "Well, he's he's not necessarily a nice guy. He's had bad, you know, he's been in jail." So the guy, everyone had, makes mistakes, man. You know, and it's like, you know, he found spirituality in the last year, and he's been trying to get his life back together. And you know what? That's cool. And yeah. the fact that people embraced him to give him a second chance—that's cool. So this kind of shows, shows the world isn't completely fucked. Yeah. And and that's the one thing is it's like here's a guy who has a great voice. I mean, you guys listen to it, and I'm sure a lot of you have already heard it. it was turned on a little bit. Yeah, I know. So was I. I mean, <laughs> I, I had fun with it alone at night. You know. Sexy lady. <laughs> but uh, you know, so I just thought it was. I, I thought that was a great story, and that, that this guy got a second chance, and you know, and he has a real gift for radio. So you know, I thought this was this was a cool epic person, not just for him, but for the people that came out and said, you know what, we recognize that too, and he, you know. He, it was on everything, like Fox, CNN, and uh, all the local news and all that shit. It was all over the place. We're going to see more of them then because yeah. they're all over about it. Yeah. Big pimping. So uh, let's see your epic person of the week. Yeah. That's right. That's it. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> Hockey player splits puck in two. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> God, this was ridiculous. So there's a video which I can't play over the podcast, like uh, Sir Duncan over here. Well, yeah, uh, but it doesn't really work. <laughs> that particular video doesn't get in bad anyway. <laughs> so in Tuesday, in a Tuesday night USHL game against the Sioux City Musketeers. <laughs> this is uh this is minors, by the way. Oh, I thought you said Musketeers. I was like, what? yeah, Mickey Mouse. Uh, we're getting sued now. Nineteen-year-old <laughs> defenseman Andrew Prokno, if I'm not pronouncing the name right, I don't care. Of the Sioux Falls Sioux Falls Stampede, <laughs> fired a slap shot into the blue line that hit the goalpost. Curiously, the referee blew his whistle to stop the play, confusing fans and players on what appeared to be a routine occurrence during a hockey game. But there was nothing routine about it <laughs> because Prokno's shot off off the iron split the puck in half on impact. I saw that video. That was insane because it happened so fast. And also I'm like, no, the puck's right. Wait. <laughs> the puck's right. Wait a minute. Uh, one, went in, one went like right in front of the goal and the other half kind of took off somewhere on the ice. That shit was insane, dude. How hard do you have to hit that? That's ridiculous. Those pucks are are hot, man. It's one thing to have a stick break, something like that, but the puck, dude. And it not only is not only is the puck made of some dense ass material, but it's a circle. Yeah, it makes it even stronger. You know, ugh. And then you you think about how lucky it mit how lucky the the goalie was that missed that shot. <laughs> oh, and then uh, the announcer said. Do you get half a goal if half of the puck went in? <laughs> uh, I, I mean, there isn't really much to say about this story because it's really – that's all they said, really. But it's just – it's so fucking – just close your eyes. Okay? <laughs> and imagine you hit a hockey puck and it's split in fucking half. Imagine that. 
That's like the shit when people hit the baseball and the bat shatters. Like, yeah. uh, not, not like, just oh, breaks, shit. not breaks like in half. I mean, shatters, splinters into pieces. Yeah, but this this puck is literally a clean, clean right down the middle. This, this is where you expect the guy to start ripping off his pads, going, "Oh, this is Sparta!" Just ridiculous, <laughs> dude. Anyway, that's mine. But I mean, it's just it's so crazy, dude. I can't believe. That I can't is- believe it. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh man, that was that's pretty epic though. Uh all right. Well, before we head out, we wanted to remind all of you to go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh we give live feeds of all well, we don't give live feeds. We give uh uh tweets about the stories that we post up on the website. Be sure to visit the website too. Lazygeeks.com. Copyright. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all the music on this podcast was provided by the talented Kevin McLeod. And uh, so that just about does it. So please make sure you comment on this podcast on iTunes or whatever you use. The good, the bad, the sexy, and the And if you have any comments or ideas for future podcasts, go ahead and hit us up on the website, lazygeeks.com, or email us at thelazygeeks at gmail.com. So until next week, peace out. Peace out.